Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is a date with Dateline. And I'm Katie. (gasps) (laughs) I tried to mix it up and she made me cut it. She didn't like it. And then she mixed it up. Wow, she is punchy tonight. I like it. Maybe I wanted to be the one. Okay. I like it. This episode is called Fallen. It's a repeat because for some reason Dateline went away for 10 months for the Olympics, came back for a week, and then decided to go away again and give us Megyn Kelly and Vladimir Putin or some such nonsense. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, you heard me right. Wait, That's legitimately what happened. Okay. So Fallen isn't a repeat. Fallen is a Kimberly's favorite. You're right. It was not a repeat. They did not air it. But... I, I've watched it many times. But they should have. for anything. Yes, they should have. It originally aired, I, I really don't know, 2015, mm-hmm. November 28th, I think, maybe. And I kind of thought there was a second episode where they added stuff at the end, but then I couldn't find that, so then I thought I might be wrong. But I know I've seen the daughter, Samantha, on two different shows, so she might have been interviewed. They might have done like a 48 Hours or an ID show about it. They did a 48 Hours about it for sure because I looked it up. And then okay. did you watch this off your DVR? No, you I watched, watched it online. Okay, I also watched it online and there was an update at the end of this episode. So we'll, I'll, we'll know if we watched the same one when we okay. get to the end. Did you watch it okay. in 12 parts? No, 11. No, I watched it in 11 parts. Maybe you missed it. Then why it. did you just say 12? Just tired. 12, 12 <laughs> sounded nicer. Can I just say one of the most annoying things that's literally ever happened to me is with a girl I like very much. I once needed a a DVD copy of a movie. Mm -hmm. Let's say Pretty Woman. Okay. I don't know. And I texted her and I said, do you have a copy of Pretty Woman? And she said, DVD or Blu-ray? And I said, DVD. And she said, no, I don't. And I said, oh, do you have Blu-ray? And she said, no. Oh, that's... What? What? Why? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Why would you do that? Why would she ask? Was she being funny? Was it, it was a no, joke? No, no, she was not. Because I oh. asked her about it another time. But then did she say, she didn't say ha ha ha? She's like, oh, I don't, I don't know why I did that. Even Griff is shaking his head and making his collar rustle because he's so confused by that. Isn't that a weird thing to ask someone if you didn't have either? Why would you ask? Was she tired? No, this was in the daytime at work. It's weird, right? It's real weird. That I don't I don't know about that. Yeah. That's bobo behavior. What are you doing, girl? Yeah, what are you doing? Okay, so this episode is about A B Shermer. A B stands for Arthur Burton. Do you think that's better than A B? Arthur? Arthur Burton Shermer sounds like a seventeenth century poet. Oh, it does. A little bit. Who writes sonnets, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, well, he was a romancer of the ladies, so that maybe he did write some songs. We got some emails. We, we did do get, we some did emails get some emails later. They were not poetic. No, no, they weren't. So he's a Pennsylvania pastor, and I'm just going to get this right out of the way. Katie's going to want to take it out. He has a molester face. Yeah. He is creepy dude. So his face, there's something about it. It's the thinness of the nose. I narrowed it down for you, actually. I'm not going to take it out. I looked at his face, and there's something untrustworthy about uh-huh. the thinness of that Interesting. nose. It's a very thin bridge. I want. I. I like a gentleman with a with a distinguished nose. So you're saying if you were in church and he was your pastor, you would be like, eh, no, switching churches. Your dad would have switched churches. 
my dad would have definitely switched churches on him. By um, the way, I hope you guys are noticing a theme that I, I wanted to go with last week's theme of fallen men from God's good graces. My dad is not a fallen man from God's good graces. No, but yes, no. this episode is about episode another one. Is definitely about fallen man. But did he not also, did AB not remind you of the dad from that 70s show? Yeah, I could see that. A little bit. Okay, I could see that. And he doesn't seem like a molester to me. It's also a high <laughs> forehead. Not necessarily yes. a receding hairline as much as just a very rounded high forehead with a very mm-hmm. thin, pinched, very bird-like and face. And very trimmed facial hair. Bird-like face. Okay. Something about it. Not right. But it didn't Chester seem molester. molester. It didn't seem molester to me. It seemed sinister. Sinister. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Untrustworthy. So A.B. has a wife named Jewel and two grown daughters. One of them, let's just get it right out of the way, and then I won't mention it again, okay? Can I mention it at least once? Are you talking about hot roller hair? (laughs) Yes, I am. I am saying it is high as it is wide. She would have been a great girlfriend for Ken, Lars's brother. Yes. His was high and straight. Hers is high and wide, curled, like Farrah Fawcett. Hot rollers. Yeah. Like she, do you think like she would be roller skating with it? Like. Yeah, a little bit. Or Charlie's Angels with it? Yeah, I couldn't quite yeah, place it. Yeah, we're right it, back to that 70s show again. Yeah. Um, there you go. But it, yeah, it is cotton candy-esque curls. Yes, and it, her face is very fine little features yes. that she probably got from her dad. Yeah, she did. But a little Barbie-ish. Like, she's almost like a, a Barbie doll, but with this gigantic hair. Yeah, with, like, cotton ball hair. Sure. Yeah. I I understand. I do sort of want my hair to be like that or to be able no, to do that. It was from another decade. It's Dolly Parton hair. Come on. No, because even Dolly feels more modern. Well, Dolly this is something else. Has this the is whole look 70s or 80s, perhaps 90s. It's something. It's all of a basic. I can't even get, nail a decade. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm not going to mention it again until the end, maybe, perhaps. You know who it is? It's Chrissy from yes, the Regal is. Beagle. Oh. I thought you were going to say from Three's Company. That is the Regal Beagle. Yes. Oh, okay. From Three's Company. It's one of them. Yeah. Suzanne Summers. Chrissy. Yeah. Chrissy. There we go. It's a thigh master hair. Okay. So in 1989, Jewel suddenly dies. A.B. remarries Betty and their big, happy, blended family. The daughters love their new stepmom. And Betty has a grown son. Uh, you're not going to let me say this one because you liked him. Well, you should have liked him too, but I mean... I did like him. We don't... uh, This is a very hairy situation. This whole episode is very... I'm going to... How do I say this? I love... I would love some Munster cheese. Yep, there you go. On a Sammy right now, but I don't have any, unfortunately. So I'm in a bit of a hairy situation. Yeah. Okay, that's all we're going to say. So we like the sun. They were married, Betty and A.B., for seven years. But I'm going to quote, start quoting. Yes. Dennis says, death was stalking the minister yet again. Did we say that Dennis is enough is hosting this episode? I don't think I did. Because he Dennis is. Dennis is enough. Yeah. He's totally hosting. And he is more than enough in this one. 
He really is. There's so much God going. We couldn't take another host. It, Dennis was the right fit, I think. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So A.B. and Betty are in a car accident. This dude finds them on the side of the road. A.B. is fine, but Betty is covered with blood. And A.B. says he was taking Betty to the hospital for a toothache. What kind of tooth? What kind of toothache? I don't understand. They need you to elaborate on that more. How bad was this toothache? Maybe it was like a clinic, like a ER clinic they were going to go to. They're probably going to the ER. Is it that bad of a toothache? Uh, I feel like a walk-in clinic or something. Maybe if it's I know, that bad. I know somebody that actually. I know someone whose tooth got so infected that they were going like septic, like the infection was going into the bloodstream, and they went oh, to the God. ER. So, I mean, if if Betty had just let her teeth go, but I, I poor it, Betty. It still seems fishy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Betty is covered with blood from this accident. She's taken to the hospital and she's on life support. And to some people at the hospital, A.B. seemed to be a little detached and then sometimes a little happy. And also, he doesn't have a scratch on him from the accident. But his daughters say he was thoroughly devastated. This reminds me a lot of those crying daughters. (laughs) He says he was going 50 miles per hour and swerved to avoid a deer, and she slammed into the windshield. And she had just so happened to take her seatbelt off right before the crash, for unknown reasons. She dies. The coroner rules it an accident, and she's cremated cremated the next day. Here we go. A.B. picks out an urn for her that has a deer on it. The son is telling Dennis this, and Dennis handles it so well. He's so deadpan, he just repeats a deer, and the son repeats a deer, and then Dennis repeats a deer, and it's like, beads? 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 Beads! But he just, it's like they're literally playing ping pong with the word a deer, because they're both just so, what do you say? And finally Dennis is like, a deer, like the one that caused the accident. The son is like, yes. Now... Betty loved nature, I guess. Do you think that's weird or do you think that's totally appropriate? If she loved nature, she loved hiking, maybe she would point out a deer if they were hiking. But literally, this accident was caused by a deer. I I need to see the other options of urns. That's a good call. I would like to see a lineup because I can't, I don't know if it's inappropriate or not. What if they're all really bad? The other ones? Do we think A.B. has great taste? No. I thought they kind of showed us. I think that was just B-roll of urns, though. I don't think that was the actual No, it wasn't, because I was trying to freeze it to see if I could find (laughs) the deer one, because I wanted to see how obvious the deer was. Right. Like, if it's literally a huge deer, or if it's, like, a nature tableau, right? and there just is a little deer. Or is it, like, a stag in white, you know, with the antlers, and just the deer And I would think Harry Potter. Yeah. And a Patronus. That would be a Patronus. But they're not... They're, no, they're godly that... folk. They don't, they don't read that Satan. Oh, that's they witchcraft. They don't read that devil book. Yeah, get out of here. Oh, God. So A.B. has this administrative assistant at the church named Cindy. And she has a daughter named Samantha, who I love. I hope you liked her, too. Of course. Love Samantha. I've loved her for years. I've Ever since I've seen this episode. I've seen She's it many great. times. And I always get excited when I see Samantha. Aww. She talks in a whisper. Mm-hmm. And I will say it was a little hard to hear her at some points. I will say that. But I found her voice so soothing. I could listen to her while I fall asleep. She's a class was, act. 
Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. A.B. doesn't speak at the funeral for Betty. Do we find that weird? Yes, of course. I mean, you could say he was so distraught, although he is a pastor and he gives sermons for a living. But, may I mean, could there be two sides to this? I think there could be two sentences that he could say. Mm. I think that you just, could stand up and just say... I don't know. I can't right. speak. But, but I think there could be two sentences... I loved my wife. Right. I will miss her so much. Anything. Right. She brought so much light and joy to people's lives. Blah, blah, blah. It it could be so short. But I think that it's weird for him to say nothing. Yeah. Especially being a pastor. And this is what he does for a living. Especially that he does. Yeah. That he does it for a living. Yeah. Um, So they're in the receiving line. And he's standing next to his stepson, Betty's son, who's just lost his mom. And Cindy comes by. And they hug, and he introduces the son to Cindy and says, we have this little inside joke. I'm A.B., and her initials are C.D., you know? A.B., C.D., do you, like, do you get it? And the son is like, yeah, I get it. What the F? I just lost my mom. Why are you joking around with this lady? Inappropriate. Yeah. Samantha has noticed that her mom, Cindy, and her dad have become very distant in the months before Betty's death. Her dad had been a drinker. He had found relief in the church. He loved the church. He even built this beautiful wooden desk for A.B. for his office. But Cindy had been spending so much time with A.B., counseling her or counseling her. I think (laughs) counseling in quotes. Samantha starts digging through her mom's phone and she finds texts between A.B. and her mom saying, I love you. I can't wait to see you. And Dennis says, even at 16, she knew it wasn't right for her mom to be texting with a pastor who just lost his wife. Why even at 16? Does he think 16-year-olds are like infants? They don't know. 16-year-olds are even having sex themselves. I think they know. They know. But Dennis is so innocent. He's like, even at a wee babe at 16, knew once they were old enough to read the texts that they were inappropriate. Dennis, your grandpa is showing. Yeah, a little bit. Samantha uses, she goes a little super sleuth on us. She uses a fake email address Mm -hmm. to write AB and basically says to him, I know what you are doing this current summer and you need to stop. (laughs) And A.B. immediately figures out who the email's from. So I guess it wasn't that good of sleuthing. And brings Samantha into the office where A.B. and Cindy are talking to Samantha. And they're saying, listen, you're wrong. We're just friends. How dare you insinuate this? Don't spread any gossip. And she's like, okay, mm mm-hmm. But she knows what's up. Yeah, she does. Her dad also knows what's up. He totally figures out what's going on. He tells them, don't see each other anymore. And they say, we won't. But they totally do. And the dad is spying on them and is devastated. He knows his marriage is over. Mm -hmm. And he brings out his guns. He calls A.B. and threatens him. He says he's going to shoot himself and A.B. and everyone and and the kids. He's going to shoot the kids. So... They tell Samantha this, and Samantha doesn't really believe that her dad would ever threaten her, but she stays out of the house that night. So he goes, the dad goes to the house, and his kids are gone. They're not in the house, and that's like his biggest fear, like losing his children. So he goes to the church. He breaks into the church 
throws a rock through a window, and he goes into the office, sits down at the desk that he made for A.B., and he shoots himself. And he was, in those past few days, submitting a formal complaint against A.B. with the church that could get A.B. fired. Mm -hmm. He doesn't leave a suicide note, but he leaves a copy of the cell phone records he had been digging through. He leaves the bishop's contact info for Samantha in a briefcase under her bed. It's like espionage, Mission Impossible. He leaves this briefcase as if to be like, Samantha, you do something with this if info now. If anything ever happens to me. Yes, mm -hmm. you do something with this information. Open that briefcase, yeah. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, Cindy is happy as a clam that she has A.B. all to herself and no Betty and no husband. So she throws away all her husband's belongings within two weeks. She starts going out and about with A.B. and eventually A.B. actually moves into their house where Samantha lives with her mom and her poor dad lived before he died because of A.B. Samantha's aunt, her dad's sister, Rose, she's the sassy one. Yes, she she's is. She's pissed. Yeah. She's like, somebody needs to investigate. Why didn't the pastor call the police and say, this guy is threatening to kill himself? I mean, he's a pastor of a church. If one of your parishioners, regardless of who it is, is threatening to kill themselves, you call the police, Right. Or you try to stop them from killing themselves. Of course. That is your duty as a pastor. So she sends a letter to the bishop. And the bishop calls A.B. into his office. And A.B. resigns in shame. But Rose, the sister, has more questions. She's not done yet. Uh -huh. She's questioning the accident, the car accident that Betty was in. Everyone else had kind of forgotten about it, but she starts investigating. She calls the cops, and this other cop, who also doesn't have the best hair, I'm really sorry, but it's true. That face you're giving is the face when Hank Hill says, my wife's not crazy, to the, the pastor, and he's like, hmm, really, though? Is it? Mm. It's just a hair gel issue. It is a hair gel issue. It's, um... It's so spiked, yeah. and it's very pointed than, like, a cacti. It's it's much like a... It, it does resemble a porcupine-esque animal. Yes, a porcupine. Mm -hmm. It's too yes. much gel. The cop... But he is very good at his job. Great job. Just, Love him. Just ease up on the gel. That's all we're asking. Yeah. We're not asking for it's much. I think you're great at your job. I'm having major hair issues right now, so I, I can't really speak, I, but... I always do. I shouldn't judge. Yeah. I have Jufro out the wing-wing, but... It's cute. Thanks. That's really nice. We all know it's not. So the cop is looking at the scene photos from the crash, mm -hmm. and the car is barely dinged up. The airbags didn't deploy. There's no tire marks from swerving from the deer. But Betty had multiple skull fractures. And Dennis says to the cop, did you say this thing stinks? <laughs> <laughs> And I wanted him to say more. I, wanted, I like when he talks like a gangster, like, this thing stinks like a <laughs> hot potato. I don't know what's Not saying. a hot potato. Just, just, a rat? Yeah, this thing rat. stinks like a sewer and a rat. A sewer in a, a rat. A rat in a sewer. A dead rat. A dead rat in, a, in your pipes. Oh, my gosh. A clogged sewer line. Keep going. You're doing good. Okay. I'm just going to let you keep going. I'm not even going to stop you. Okay. I just want to hear what else you've got. A food court at a mall, the trash that's overflowing. From the food court. I thought you were going you back know, to the rat. I thought you were going back to the dead rat at the food court. A dead rat at a food court. A dead rat, a a dead rat in the Sabaro trash can. That's perfect. There we go. See, teamwork. Yep, we got I there. We get there. Okay. And we the got Sabaros in there. 
I love it. So he, the cop tracks down the Good Samaritan, and he says that that night of the crash, AB was just sitting there, not helping the wife at all. He doesn't call the cops. The Samaritan calls the cops, mm. which is weird because AB had a phone on him. Uh, and then there's the blood. Mm-hmm. So there's blood covering Betty's seat. But how is it covering the seat splattered all over it if she was sitting on top of it? Doesn't make a lot of sense unless she's a see-through ghost person. I'm glad they showed us that because they yes. show the seat and you can tell that you can tell not only is it splattered in places it wouldn't be if she was sitting down that it's sunk mm-hmm. in it's as if it was dried earlier than other mm-hmm. parts i don't know yeah yeah so they think they she must have been bleeding before she got in the car and not from her tooth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. betty's family was suspicious of several things as well her son had found this birthday card that ab had given betty and tucked in it was a post-it note it's really weird. Just you give you like it's like the most emotional post-it note ever. Why would you write that on a post-it note? Was it a post-it? I thought it was. A... It was a post-it inside the birthday card. Oh, I hate like it. tucked inside. That's stupid. I don't know what that is. And it's right it says, on the card. Yeah, don't waste a post-it. unless it was given at a different time, but then pick some stationery or something. Not a post-it. Maybe it was Posted given for like we're out of dog food. I feel like yes, yeah, totally true. I feel like that it was probably given at a different time, and so, she tucked it, and in. she tucked it in there so she wouldn't lose it because it was with all her keepsakes. Right. The, and then I say, why not pick at least a plain piece of paper, a legal pad, any sort of thing would have been better to write on than this post-it to say, I am so sorry for all the pain that I have caused yeah, you. That's true. I hope very soon you will be free, free to live your life and be free to fly like a blah, 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 blah on a post-it. I believe what? free to soar was in there. Yes, and free was underlined. So yeah, then we cut weird. to Dennis, who is now sitting in a round table of her... F- 25,000 people. Yes. It's really like 10, but there's fully eight to 10 people. I've never seen a host interview so many people at once in a circle of chairs, like a support group. Not in a circle of chairs, but we have seen many people at once. I'm trying to think. But usually in a line. I know we've seen four or five sisters at once we in have. that Jersey family, yes. but they were all sitting in a line and Andrea was on the other side. This is like. You are in a grief support group in your church's auditorium or a high school gymnasium, and we're all going to gather chairs around. That was an interesting choice from Dateline. I wonder why they did yeah. that. They're trying to present well, some sort of mood. Okay. And Dennis is the host of this. Of, yeah. of this grief counseling session. He kind of becomes a new pastor. Dennis is the new sinister minister. That's what I'm saying. Oh. What do you think? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So... But really, I think it's just that Betty had so many brothers and sisters, and they all wanted to be on Dateline and their spouses. They were like, you're not leaving me out. James, if you get to go on, I get to go. Sally wants to go on. They're all different ages. Like, one lady's really, really old, and then some of them are a little younger. She just had a ton of siblings, and they were all like, I'm not passing up this chance to be on Dateline. Are you kidding? Good for them. I'm totally going to do it. Good for them. Yeah. So they say that at the hospital the night Betty died, he was acting, AB was acting like a party host. He was like, come on in, Billy. See your sister. Like they were had like a newborn baby and he was like passing out cigars or something. 
Very strange. And they don't buy that she wasn't wearing her seatbelt because she was vigilant about it. And they don't buy that she wanted to be cremated because their mom had been cremated and she was really against it. It had been very upsetting to her at the time. She was very against it. That's a big tell. We've had that before. Yeah. I've, we've seen that before. I think we have too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why you got to discuss your plans ahead of time. Okay, so Betty's sister had gone out to lunch with A.B. right after Betty died. And he was texting with Cindy the whole time and saying like, hey, I'm A.B., she's C.D., we're having a lot of fun with that. Is that funny joke? Would we think that was funny? If we were drunk at a party, would we think that was funny? When's the last time we were both drunk at a party? Never. Okay, I'm just thinking of this girl who I, like, a couple years ago, I'll never forget. And she's, I said, oh, I'm Kimberly. She said, oh, my name's Kimberly, too. Hey, great name. Great name, Kimberly. My name's Kimberly, too. Ha, ha, ha. Like, it was the funniest coincidence ever. And I was like, that's not that funny. But if I was drunk at a party, would I be like, Kimberly, your name's Kimberly. My name's Kimberly. (laughs) Hey, I love your name, Kimberly. That's so funny. Like that seems the same level of a joke. And I don't find either funny. I don't think it's the same level as joke, though. I don't I don't agree. A, B, C, D is, I mean, I I guess. It's a little funnier. It's not funny, though, after her husband died. And so her last name isn't (laughs) D anymore. What's her last name oh, now? Oh, that's it's a good It's something point. else because when I looked it up, it's like, it's a totally different last name. Well, no, this was before he had died. This oh. was after Betty had died, but the husband hadn't died yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I was wrong on the timeline. Well. But still. I hope they didn't make that joke after he died. Oi. Well, did she change her name back when you, you were a widower, keep your husband's last name? Or did she switch her last name to Shermer? We haven't even gotten there yet. I don't even know what's happening with Cindy. Cindy's is cuckoo. Cindy seems like a Manson follower. She's squeaky from. I don't know. I need to see more pictures of Cindy. We see one picture the whole time. I think in the other episode, it becomes more clear. And Samantha talks even more about it. How how blindly Cindy stands by him. Yeah, there was a couple articles about it, too. Yeah. But do, do, we only see one picture of her pretty much, right? I don't remember. You don't even. remember? Uh-uh. I can't even remember what she looks like. I thought what? that was going to be totally one of your things. One of your little, this is why this person, I don't Sucks. know. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, my God. What does she look like? Well, she has a raccoon face. She looks like when, With you, her makeup? when you go to the tanning booth. And you get the goggle eyes oh. and it's all white right here. Yes. Like this, or you have like too much HD concealer on. And so it's oh. white. Like this, like a like a Zorro mask in white. Like a certain person in political power in our, in our country. Yeah. A, a lot like that. But I, think I didn't see it. It happens a lot on Dateline, and I sometimes think it's just the lighting. It is. It's that the lighting using. of the shadow. So it's the shadows in the pictures, but it's so prominent in hers. I don't actually think she probably went to a tanning booth. She doesn't seem like that kind of lady. But it looks like that in this picture, and it's the only picture they keep showing of her. Mm. And it's just that would might be Samantha's doing. Samantha might have picked the pictures of her mom, and she picked the most unflattering one. Yeah, she might have. She'd been like as a little shade. This Go, I love Samantha. Samantha's good. Because she seems so sweet. She seems so sweet. Yeah. And then, then you, she might have done that. There's a little yeah. spice there. Yeah, a little spice. Let me get you. So 
Okay. The cop is looking at photos of the crash scene and he notices something else. He notices that the change holder, which are like little slots for the change, the change is still in there. And there's only a couple quarters that have kind of strewn out a tiny bit over or almost like they were there before the crash and they stayed there. They're not all over. They're not on the floor. They're not in the back seat. That was a good one, right? They should have moved. Yeah, if you were going 50 miles per hour. So the crash experts estimate he wasn't going 50. They think he was going like 25. Half. It was a slow speed crash. So they look for evidence at AB's house, which is the parsonage. Parsonage? What is that? It's the church with the house. And it also seemed to be a cemetery. Because there were lots of graves outside. Oh, the church I think and the house are the same thing? I think he probably lives in like a back area, but a parsonage. I thought you would know. I don't know. Not- I don't I don't know about this, but I, I couldn't figure it out because they kept moving back and forth very quickly between the church and the house. But so it makes sense that there must be a home right in back of the church or something where the minister of that particular church lives. But I've never been to a church where that happens. But this is a method. Oh. They're Methodists. So is right? a parsonage just a home dwelling of a pastor? Like on Seventh Heaven, it wasn't attached to the church, but that house would be a parsonage? Oh. Or is a parsonage when it's at a church? Why didn't we look I this thought, up? And wh- there were cemeteries. There were headstones. Yeah. For sure at that location. So they wouldn't have been at just a regular house. They would have been at the church house were they, combo. Instead of pars- par- parsonage... Were they it's were they trying to say, say poltergeist? <laughs> no. They, was he living in the poltergeist house? Because they also had grave t- gravestones, tombstones. You are slap happy. That's why I thought. Because that literally made no sense. The poltergeist house had tombstones come up from the Did ground. Did it really? You don't remember the oh, end of that Oh, they came movie? up at the end. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. No, you're good call. It was, I tried. So they go to the parsonages. Par- parsonage. Stop saying it. Okay. And they find in the garage some blood drops that are totally visible to the naked eye. But here's what's weird is some of them look like they have been cleaned up, but only some of them and only half. Like they have been wiped with water a tiny bit, which is my kind of cleaning. I I swipe it once with a Windex wipe and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired now. I got to lay down. Mm -hmm. That's good enough. But if you have blood drops, that's not good enough. You could still fully see them with the naked eye. Why even try? Eh. Eh. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say that the pastor is lazy yeah. as F, like me, which is another sin. Oh, it is. He's racking up the sins. Oh, you're doing, you're doing the seven. He is slothful. You're doing the seven deadly for him. We're, we're going past the commandments. I'm doing both. The commandments. I'm going to do the commandments and the sins. Do you know the commandments? Yeah, I wrote them down. Okay, good. I was surprised by a few. <laughs> After last week, I felt like you didn't know them. Again, this is Old Testament stuff. Yeah, I know, but it's not like something we, like, I don't know. You went to Hebrew school. You didn't learn the Ten Commandments? Yeah, where it was in Hebrew. In Hebrew? But you know what that means in English. Not really. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I can read Hebrew. I don't necessarily know what I'm reading. Oh, so you just can translate the sound and make the sound come out of your mouth. Have you ever seen what Hebrew looks like? Uh-huh. That's a feat. I feel like it's... It's like reading Japanese. It's cheating. Well, for sure it is. Everyone does it at their bat mitzvahs. Oh, okay. Just making sure. It's like a thing that you do. 
You just learn you the pretend, sound. And yes, and you pretend like you're following along with the rabbi. But you don't really know the prayer. Correct. And there's long they're long prayers and there's lots of them. It's like a two and a half hour ceremony. That's cheating. I'm sorry, do you know how to read any other languages whose characters are not English characters? There are no A, B, C, D. No, I know. <laughs> it's totally different characters here. All right. Press on, Tova. And you're a child. You're 12 years old when you're learning this. What's your name, Tova Larone? What do you want from me? What's your name? Yeah, Tova Tova Larone. No, Tova. Yeah. Tova Larone. What is it? Tova? Tova Yosefa. Tova Yosefa. Okay. I wrote that so, down, so I will forget. Oh, my gosh. So they think that Betty was attacked in the garage and then put in the car. But the cops don't have a weapon, and the medical records say she died of an accident. So what do they do? They decide to go back 30 years. Rewind. I remember that night. For 30 years back to the first wife, Jewel. Now, A.B. had told Betty's son that his first wife died of cancer. And Dennis does this repeating thing again like he did with the deer. And he says, his first wife died of cancer. But this time, I kind of felt like the son was going to be like, what did I just say, Dennis? I literally just said that. But Dennis is doing it for effect again, I think. He's doing the repeating thing. I don't know. Okay, it's his new thing. So, A.B. had told other people that she died after falling down the basement stairs. Well, which was it? It's not both. They find an old parishioner that was friends with Jewel. And her husband was on a bowling team with A.B. There we go. Bowling teams, not going to end well. We nope. all know this. Nope. He said A.B. had a bad temper when he bowled, and he constantly was flirting with other girls at the alley and would hold up the whole team, slow up the game, because he was flirting at the nacho stand and at the checkout shoes stand and all over the alley. Why are you st- do you not remember that part? I don't remember that part. I didn't realize that he was, was flirting with women at the yes, bowling. Yes, and the, it, the other dudes would get mad at him because it would slow up the game. Yes. So they were all sick of him because yes. he would do it every night. Yeah, Scallywag. Yes, a scallywag. So this parishioner who was friends with Jewel thought he seemed too interested in the female parishioners. And people were actually starting to whisper about him and a particular church lady in the weeks before Jewel died. This friend says that they weren't affectionate with each other and that they were supposed to go on this trip to New York to see Phantom of the Opera. And he totally blew her off. And so the friend went with Jewel. It's very sad. So they're in Phantom of the Opera and Jewel's Jewel tries to call ab so he can hear her favorite song which i'm guessing was that's all i ask of you do you think that's what it was i don't know i had a big thought about that i thought it might be masquerade which one masquerade masquerade that one is that how that goes I don't, don't know the words. It goes masquerade, paper faces up parade. Masquerade. But I just thought it okay. might be that because it's such like a swelling number. But you're right, it might be a loved one. It might be mu- If she's a church wife. It might be mu- Don't you think she- All I Ask of You or Music of the Night. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. But I bet it was All I Ask of You and it's a subtle like, I'm not asking that much of you, A.B. But <gasps> I'm asking, all I'm asking of you is whatever she's asking for in that song, which I don't remember. But I'm guessing it's like for you to just be with me. The Phantom. And not be with all these other eight ladies. Yeah. Quick plug, go see Love Never Dies, part two of Phantom of the Opera. Because my friend, because our friend is in it. I don't it. even know it. What? Yeah, Katrina's in it. I don't even. Oh, I don't even know that. Yeah, she's one of the principals. 
is of it Love like Never Dies. actual official it sequel? It is Andrew Lloyd Webber's Love Never Dies, the sequel to I Phantom. I have not heard of it. It is touring it's right now. It's its first Broadway tour is now. Wow. She's in the first official cast. That's amazing. Good for her. Um, okay. Jewel was suspicious that he might be up to something with these ladies. Because he's not answering not- the phone at whatever time at night she's calling during exactly. Phantom. Yeah. And not long after that, she's found at the bottom of the stairs with a vacuum cord around her ankle, and she had multiple skull fractures. Sound familiar? Yeah. And the daughters say that he was devastated. Sound familiar? hmm Yes. The friend says, we were talking to him after the funeral and saying how much we missed her. And he said to them, well, you're just going to have to get over it. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. That is- That's a great pastor, by the way. Wow. I hope he doesn't say that when other people's spouses die. So the cop sees these parallels between the two deaths. The first wife's death was ruled undetermined. They didn't say it was an accident at the bottom of the stairs because they were suspicious. One cop says he found it weird that Jewel had vacuumed those stairs all the time for years and then one day just falls down the stairs. And that really bugged me yeah. because it only happens one time. Like when you die, you die, and it's not like it. You know, it's not like it's going to happen multiple times before that. Also, as someone who has fallen down the stairs in a yet tragic accident that I have yet to discuss on this podcast, I've only done it once, and it only has to happen once for it to change my life You've, forever. We've discussed so I was it on the podcast. Offended. I don't know if we have, but I fell down the stairs. So. I was offended by that cop's assertion that made no sense to me whatsoever. That's funny. I did not think that was the part that you were offended about. I found it more interesting that she's vacuuming the stairs on the basement. Yeah, that's weird, too. And also that she done it every day for years. Who vacuums their stairs every day ever? And the basement, never. Was she? Maybe they were carpeted stairs. Did she have stairs. a career? Was she a, was she no, a she stay was at a home? housewife, I believe. Yes. So I think she was involved in the church. Then you have routine. And so you do that. You have your things that you do right. every day to keep your own routine. But but do you see my point of being like, this person died in a car accident? Of course. I find it so odd right. that they they've driven were, so many one, times. They've driven yeah, so many yeah, times yeah, and yeah. nothing happened. And right. then one day they just happened to be in this car accident. Yeah. Suspicious. Yeah. yeah. They've taken okay. a shower so many times. How did they slip <laughs> this one time? Okay, the medical examiner back then had said it was indetermined because the head injuries were so severe, and he had recommended that the cops looked into it, but they never did. And this new cop has Jules' original M.E. look at Betty's injuries, Mm -hmm. and he agrees that Betty did not die from that car accident. There's no way, and he thinks that she was murdered. And he also thinks side-by-side the skull injuries look eerily similar Mm -hmm. also at the bottom of the stairs it looked like there was blood that had been partially cleaned up again he's a lazy cleaner upper they go into ab's computer guess what he was obsessed with sex and porn and like really kinky stuff that dennis is uncomfortable talking about always always creatures and pornography what is the what are we? Uh huh. What's happening? It's, it's the suppression. There's too much suppression of the church, and it makes people explode in bad ways. Where are they? Poconos. Where's the Poconos? P- Pennsylvania. There we go. He was counseling women in his parish, and as the cop says, he was counseling his way into their bedrooms. Oh, <laughs> you didn't like that? No, I didn't. I didn't like it. 
I didn't like it when he said it. I was grumpy about it because I feel like there could have been a more clever way to do it. It was cl- it was clunky. It was clunky, Dennis. <laughs> no, the cop said it. Oh, the cop said it. Yeah, oh, I thought Dennis uh-huh. said it. No, the detective. But it's repeated twice. What is it? Why do I, Why did I hear it twice? You know what they've repeated twice is sinister minister. Dennis says it, and then the son says well, it. Well, that's what he's called, like, on Wikipedia and stuff. Oh, that's, the sinister... Yeah, like, I that's think his that's his phrase. serial killer name. That's, like, the Black oh, Widow. I love it. He's the sinister okay. minister. Yeah. I like that. Um, so they go back to, like, the 70s and the 80s and find out that he has had side pieces literally his entire career in the church. At every church he's ever been to, he had ladies on the side. So they think Jewel had figured out that he was cheating, and as a pastor, he wouldn't have wanted a divorce. They think Betty had figured out that he was maybe cheating with Cindy, Mm -hmm. and also he didn't want a divorce because he's a pastor. There's a photo of him on the weekend of Betty's memorial, and he's smiling and making Scrapple. Did you know what Scrapple was? No, I didn't look it up either. I did. What Scrapple? I thought it was brownies that he was making. Wait, can I which, wait, can I guess? Sure, sure. Does that have something to do with scraps? Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Do you make it from like old cookies? No. You are off base. Do you make it from leftover ingredients? Uh maybe kind of. Okay, yeah. Okay, what is it? Okay, so it's not a sweet dish at all. It's not brownies. Oh. It's meat. First of all, I thought it was more weird. I was going to say, why? Who's taking this photo? Like, I just want to commemorate my dad cooking brownies the weekend of my mom's memorial. Who's taking that snapshot? Why would you take it? Do you take pictures no. around memorials? Well, like, so you can remember this and he's making this. So it's Pennsylvania Dutch. Okay. And it is actually also called pan rabbit. But it's not rabbit. It's pork scraps and you mix it with cornmeal and flour and this mush this from wikipedia is for the mush is formed into a semi-solid congealed loaf nope and then the slices are fried i don't want to hear congealed loaf anymore in a sentence or mush on this show yeah I, have we said it before no but i'm just declaring a moratorium on it right now congealed loaf okay that's really bad I'm fine with that. I approve. Yeah. So A.B. and Cindy were getting it on at hotel rooms right after Betty's death. Ugh. They were also emailing each other sexy time emails, much like last week's. My they were tamer. Pee- my pee-pee says hello. Gross. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Why can't you just let me live in like innocent <laughs> bliss and not remember things like my pee-pee says hello? So from Cindy, she wrote to AB, unimaginable is the only world that can even come close to describing last night. I have occupied this body for 40 something years. And trust me, this is not normal for me. I'm so upset that you wrote it down because I really I would didn't want you to write it down. I didn't want to hear it. Okay, well, I just have a couple questions. No, I understand what she's saying. I don't understand why she says 40 something. Did she forget how old she is? No, it's just like a no. Is she, th- that's not a thing. Is that an expression? Yeah, it's or is just, it yeah. like she doesn't want him to know exactly no, how no, late no. in her forties she is? No, you're reading into it. No, it's just a forty, like for forty some odd years. It's like that. It's not a 
Ugh, just say the number. I don't understand. That's what bothered me the most. Really? That she wasn't? It wasn't the fact that she's talking about her body is having these experiences that she's never had before. So you're not upset that her body was a wonderland. You're upset no, that, <laughs> that she, she said was not detail-oriented enough. Yes, okay. correct. Sorry. Now, AB responds, very hungry for you. Gross. Your body is fantastic. And especially after we just learned he made Scrapple. Why is that worse? I because you'd be like gassy after making yeah, it. Yeah, the whole like, thing. Just he's hungry. It's just it's the meat in his yeah, hands. Like oh, and he was hungry for the pork. And he just the pan he, rabbit. He just did his congealed yeah. loaf. Yeah. So he says that he never had sex with Betty, and that was severely missing in his marriage. And the detective has to rub it in our poor deceased Betty's face that she was menopausal, which I don't think he had to That's say. That's not very nice. So it's like, um. Bonnie, who said, your old, decrepit womb, or whatever she said about the poor wife in that one. Oh, yeah. Barren <laughs> your wasteland barren womb, or something. Wasteland. Yeah, something horrible. Yeah. Oh, God. So then, of course, AB has moved into Cindy and poor dead husband's house, sleeping in their bed. Joe. And right. then, yes, and then Cindy and AB get engaged. This is when Samantha freaks out because she actually is worried for her mom's safety now. Mm -hmm. Her mom could be the third dead wife. So she calls the cops. They agree and they arrest him. He tries to run out the back door, but he runs immediately into another cop. Loved that. Loved that. Love it. Yeah. Uh, He pleads not guilty. And his daughters who are obsessed with him and don't doubt him for a second agree with that, that he is not guilty. Dennis then walks around a courtroom for like 20 minutes. It's awesome. This beautiful wooden courtroom with these gone with the wind draperies. Pennsylvania, man. Wow. It was gorgeous, right? Yeah. But then there were stairs behind him. I thought that was a little, I wish, I thought that was in poor taste because of the first wife. I thought they, for a second, he was in the first home. He was posing by those stairs. They have to try to make that title work somehow. Fallen. Fallen. Good Lord. I think it's symbolic. Fallen angel, you know? Fallen from God's good We graces. have so many episodes that could be called Fallen. So many. Yeah. And there's so many other options for this one. With they many, could have just gone with Sinister Minister. That's giving it away a little soon, like Dirty John, but okay. I also think that maybe 48 Hours called their episode that, so maybe not. Oh, so there you go. Maybe they were trying to be classy. All right. Okay, so they try him for the mur- I couldn't tell if they were trying him. So they were first trying him for the murder of the second wife, Correct. right? Yes. Okay. It seemed Dennis said they were trying him for both, and I got really confused. No. I think okay. So they're trying him for the f- second wife, but they bring up the murder of the first wife Correct. too, um, which causes problems later, right? With the appeal, so they point out that the injuries were the same. They do computer recreations of the car crash, like a video game yeah. from all these different angles. They point out that he didn't call nine one one or try to help Betty. Then we find out from a nurse at the hospital that when she had said when she's taking Betty off life support, your wife was so beautiful. And A.B. says, and she had a nice ass, too. Okay. (laughs) Again, I don't. Okay. So his daughters come to his defense and say the reason he was greeting everyone at the hospital like it was a party and be he's so good at being a pastor that he's used to comforting people in their time of need. So is he used to saying about people's spouses who have died that they have nice asses too? Is that what's happened? I don't it's understand. It's baloney. Yeah. So they bring on a woman who we don't get to see, unfortunately, who says she has been sleeping with 
AB for years. I'm bummed. This is not Cindy. This is another lady. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see what she looked like. Okay, so the blood made a perfect trail to the car. Also, her purse wasn't in the car. And if you're going to the hospital with a toothache, you bring your purse because you're going to have to check in. Insurance, yeah. Insurance. Okay, then we meet the defense attorney. What? Okay, he has a bob perm. What is happening in this episode with the hair? Except for Dennis. His looked great. But what is happening? It was curly. It's the hair you hate. It's it's a crunchy it's a crunchy curl. So you're not gonna and like it. And he's a lawyer. It's, and it was long. It's definitely not permed. It's definitely a natural curl to his hair. He's just again, gel must be big in Pennsylvania. I didn't think it was that gelled. I just thought it felt it was way too long wet, for a lawyer. What styles? Oh God! Well, but it did not make me trust him as a lawyer. That was what made you not. Well, of course, that's what made you not trust him. Um, so he, but he really was talking, like just talking about blood and I lost, I had zero interest. Like I zoned out, honestly, it was like I was a jury member. He was just going on and on about how the blood stuff didn't matter. And I was like, blah, I don't, I don't know. And then he, he makes an excuse about the blood in the garage. Like it's not cleaned up good enough. And that's why it wasn't her, but it like, if it was the murder blood, you would clean it up better. So that's why that blood doesn't matter. That's why her blood is all over the floor and it doesn't mean anything. Uh Okay. Then he says that A.B. and Betty's relationship seemed good. And he goes really high. Mm -hmm. He does a pause and he goes, good. No, it did not. By any account, it did not. No. And then he's just like word salading and Dennis is trying to follow him. And Dennis, who's a word salader, is... It, kind of getting a taste of his own medicine, I think. But maybe he's like a savant to the word salading and he was totally with him. I couldn't really tell. But he really was going on and on about like how he thinks the post-it note means that A.B. was apologizing to her that when you're involved in the church, you have to spend time away from your family. Oh, no, he just and made, he, he was, was just giving making her her, stuff up. He was just rambling yeah. about nothing. And Dennis was looking right through him. And I was like, Dennis, sometimes that's how we feel. It was the most rambly thing I'd ever. Yeah. So A.B., surprise, surprise, is found guilty of first-degree murder. And these daughters say that it was another tragedy. And I got kind of mad. I was like, do not compare your dad going to jail with the murders of these two ladies. Those were tragedies. This is not a tragedy. And Cindy, Samantha's mom, still supports A.B., sends him $600 a month. (laughs) How much is the concession in that? Like the commissary is not that much on on 60 days in. $600 is so much money in jail. I do not know what he's getting in jail. Protection? Yeah. I was going to say six, buying his privacy. Bibles, maybe Bibles and he's starting a group in there. Oh, brother. And Samantha's really sweet. And I kind of was thinking, and then the son is really sweet. And I thought, do you think the son and and Samantha could date or like support each other? Yeah, they could be be friends. friends. Yeah. They've both been hurt so much by the same man. They should be friends. Okay. And then AB is sentenced to life in prison. I know he appealed it. And then he pleaded no contest. They first appealed saying they shouldn't have been able to bring up the first wife. Then he said, no contest. Do you, What's your extra stuff? Because then I know stuff that happened after. What do you mean? There was another trial and he was found guilty of the first wife's murder on top of his life sentence. 
he was given 20 to 40 years for the first wife's murder on top of his life sentence. Wait, but what are you talking about? He pleaded no contest to that. To no to the second wife's, I thought it was. No to the first wife's murder. We're still talking. Oh, so he pled no contest to the first yes, wife's murder. Yes, correct. And that's and then he was given the additional 20 to 40 years for third degree murder. But he was already in jail for a life sentence. Correct. But at he least only her appealed, family feels... He appealed the second wife's murder. And then I think right. when that appeal failed, he pleaded no contest to the other one. I see. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know why he did that. It seems... Well, he was already in jail for a life sentence. Yeah, I guess... I, I don't know why he would do it either. It's not like he cares if he's giving her wife's clo- her family's closure. You know, also the $600 might be for lawyer fees. I don't know. That's true. I don't know maybe. who's paying. They're not doing a very... Maybe his lawyer needs a haircut finally. One. Does Cindy think he's going to get out? That's why I'm saying squeaky from. Because what is she getting out of this relationship now? But again, we've watched Love After Lockup, but those people were getting out eventually. Right. But there are women who married the Menendai, and they were in jail for life sentences. Are. What in, were they? Are. Are in yes. jail for life sentences. So they're getting some emotional something out of it. I think she thinks he's going to get out somehow. I think she blindly, and he's, you know, like he's a a church man and she works under him. I think she is that idealistic. He is her God. Yeah. And he will somehow miraculously get out. Something will happen and they'll live happily ever after together. And Samantha's like, mom, you're cray, but you're still my mom. So I'm going to say I love you you on TV. Do you think this is the kind of thing where it's like God is testing us? Yes, 1000%. And also... I think she probably thinks those two dead wives were not a deadly coincidence or proof of his guilt. They were God was testing A.B. And he showed how strong and loyal he was to God by still staying faithful. And that just shows what an extra good pastor he was and an extra good Christian he was because God tested him twice by taking away both wives. I'm the prize. I'm the third wife. I'm the one that's going to stay alive. I'm what he gets in reward for being so loyal. This is what I think goes through Cindy's mind. So Claire on Twitter said, my husband said, geez, are they going to list out all the commandments? That would be funny if we just said really quick if he actually did break all the commandments. Yeah. So thou shalt have no other gods. Himself. And then the second one is make yourself an idol. And I think he did kind of do that. To these ladies. Yeah. He didn't like literally make an idol statue. No, but, but I will I will grin. Yeah. Okay. Misuse the name of God. I think when he was in bed with Cindy. Yeah. He misused the name of God. I'm just guessing. Yes. Keep Sabbath. I think he was away on those weekends with Cindy. The weekend trips. That did not seem very observing Sabbath very much to me. I don't know about that. I don't. Okay, I don't know about observing Sabbath. I didn't. I forgot that that was one. Okay, keep going. I know, right? Honor father than mother. We don't know, but can we guess based on his pattern of women? He did not feeling? honor the mother of his own children. So Bingo. there we go. Um, shall not murder. Whoops. Dang it! You were doing so good, Ab. Shall not commit adultery. Whoops. Darn it. Oh boy. Shall not steal. He kind of stole another man's wife. There we go. Shall not give false testimony against thy neighbor. That's like lying, right? He lied. He lied. Whoops. Shall not covet your neighbor's house, wife, or property. Whoops. Back to last week. A lot of coveting last week. <laughs> Can we do B-roll bonanza? Oh, yeah. 
Rose had some good stuff. Oh, Rose was drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a sassier drink of coffee. It was not the contemplative Folgers moment. No, it was not. It was like, uh, child, please. Like, ah. this boy got away with murder. I'm going to get up on him and do something. Like, it was with attitude, Agreed. right? Agreed. Then we had the sun looking through a plastic tub of photo frames. I have Rubbermaid circled. I thought you'd yes. be really excited about the yes, Rubbermaid. Yes, I was very also, happy. Also, because it was organized. It wasn't all spread out. It was in a That's container true. of his mom's memoirs. And I thought, yes, that is lovely. Because it's also really difficult to get rid of a parent or a spouse's things when they die. And he had sort of condensed her memoirs into this nice, no, large Rubbermaid. No, that AB had given him. We find out later that that was the... F- package i think that ab gave him that's where he found that birthday card but i don't think it was given to him in that rubber made i think he oh, was probably no, given a lot enough. of his mother's things and he'd gone bags, through probably. them he'd gone through them and like condensed them i thought that was very sweet it was a loving son thing to do that son was great yeah. except for just one part of him wasn't so great um we got to see samantha riding a horse oh yeah i forgot about that and she was dressed like an American girl doll who would ride a horse, mm-hmm. you know, with the boots and the little, those, those pants, Equestrian. whatever, riding. Jodhpurs. Yeah, she was, yes. What? Jodhpurs. Do you not know anything about horse, like equestrian No, stuff? I do not. Oh. No, I do not. I see. Okay, this is the big thing. They kept doing this stained glass church projection screen, like at a drive-in movie, that was flickering photos in the stained glass they were up there, and it just kept changing whoever they were talking about. Dateline does not usually do things they like that. They were very creative. Very creative. It's very creative. I like it. Yeah. Then I saw the cop at his desk on the phone, and there was a huge binder behind him that was labeled Pawn Shops. His Stop binder. it. And literally, he made out the printout to go in the front folder, the clear front folder, and it just says Pawn Shops. That's amazing. And it was a big folder. I, I want to know what's then, in that folder. I know. Can we have a date about my, that? <laughs> my favorite B-roll is Betty's sister with the gray short hair. She's wearing a bright yellow jacket. Yes. She's staring out the window so awkwardly. Her chair is facing completely forward. Her head is at a full 90, maybe 120 degrees. Oh, wow. Staring out the window for like 10 seconds. It would hurt. It hurt my neck looking at it. Turn your chair. Just turn your chair towards the window. Why were they doing she's, that? Why would she's like this, like this, like you can't see what I'm like doing. Like she's but looking for like someone to come up for the walk. Twenty minutes. I don't know. Right that now, is the I just worst. hurt my neck. Oh, stop! Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Okay. Some quotes. Yes. I did most of them, but I there were a couple. In death, they could have been twins. He's talking about their. <laughs> Their head injuries. Um, And then, yeah, I did not like that. One of the sisters says he physically broke their hearts. And I just, I got a little twinge of I really wanted to correct her. Yeah, don't. Um, But I didn't. Good. Because I could not, I don't know her. Um, (laughs) And then we had a a great Dennis, one of these metaphors that to me, again, made no sense. They're talking again about the deaths being identical. And Dennis says, this is just like the deck of cards being turned over again. 
What? Uh, okay. Well, what does that mean? Once you shuffle yes, the deck, would be if you're a, going through it again, it would be, it would be a different. Shuffling of the deck, Dennis. Not a. a it turning. would be, but that's not this death being the same over and over. You don't get the same cards every time you go through a deck. Um, you shuffle them. That's why you shuffle them, Dennis. You're like a third of the way there. It's all right. You're enough. It's you're so close, yeah. but you're just, but you're just not quite there. Did you have any precious moments? Did you care about anything? Yeah, I did have a precious moment. I felt really bad for Samantha about her father committing suicide. I thought that Ugh. whole set section of this yes. was just awful. Because you Poor felt Samantha. for everyone. Because he was depressed and kind of had a drinking problem. And so mm-hmm. if he was calling over and over again, his daughter, they would be like, oh, maybe he's drinking, you know. And they weren't picking up the phone. It's just it's a lot of regret to have. Yeah. As a as a 16-year-old and your dad 16 does year that. 16-year-old. And she was trying to protect him from that information. She was. But then she had to break it to him and say, yeah, I think mom is in love with this guy. And then at the end she says, I just want to make my dad proud. I hope he's proud because I kind of solved, helped solve the case, kind of. I got him to pay for this, you know? Because they feel like he's responsible. And, he, and he moves into your house. The, oh, my God. I would never speak. Into your dad's bed. I would never speak to my mom. mother again. I it's know. really bad. She forgave her. Samantha's an angel, I'm telling you. No, she is, but, for sure. Um, MVP for me, mm-hmm. we just talked about her, Samantha. I love her. I love the way she talks. But sometimes she could have spoken a tiny bit louder because I was in a loud room and I was watching this. I couldn't quite hear her some of the time. But I still love her to death. You were in a loud room? Yes. Were you watching it in your car? No. Just driving willy-nilly down the road? Is my car a loud room? Well, I don't know. But you I accused me of watching in my car. Driving willy nilly. You do though. I don't. I listen to it in my car for the second time. <laughs> sometimes. So you do. So it's accurate. But not for like okay. a watching. Watching. <laughs> Loser. I've seen this episode. Wait, like I had a. Times. I had a MVP. Rose. I liked Rose the best. Rose was great. She actually sister. was an instigator was... of getting this case solved for sure. I liked her. It wouldn't have happened without Samantha and Rose. And all of her B roll was super sass. Super sass. Um, loser for me, the hair daughter. There's both daughters, but really the one with the hair. Oh, We're both daughters. Mine was Cindy. Oh, for sure, Cindy too. Yeah, sorry. We just didn't get to meet her. So no, we didn't. she came off terribly. She's not not but, courageous enough to come on Dateline and face this. There you go. She wouldn't even talk to the reporters outside the courtroom. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So did you like this episode? Is this a Sheila Davalu situation or no. did you enjoy this episode? I definitely enjoyed this episode. I always enjoy a good a good religious Churchy. undertone. Yeah, I do <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. But I did have a few brands that I thought might be upset to be associated with Dateline. God um, again? Definitely the Methodist Church. It, they're Methodist, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I then could be wrong, but it sounds right. The second was P.T. Cruiser. PT oh, Cruiser yeah. has a bad rap, anyways. So do they for car accidents? Um, just for general aesthetic reasons, PT Cruisers oh. get a lot of shade. I would say, but it's not like a Pinto where everyone in the eighties would talk about how Pinto would blow up if it hit a curb. No, or something. no, it's not a danger thing. It's a, it's very much an aesthetic, not cool thing. See, to me, I thought it was like um, like a Jetta. That's funny that you have not heard pt cruisers talked about in the same way that i have heard them talked about maybe i don't know what a pt cruiser is maybe not um i'm picturing the cars from fast and furious oh my okay no and they're like hi maybe not fast and furious the one with charlie's theron 
Which the Italian job? No, that's a mini. A Mini Cooper. Yeah, a Mini Cooper. I'm thinking of a Mini Cooper. That's not a PT Cruiser. Wow, that's a okay. They're different. You don't know about. Cars. We're gonna do a meme this week of a side by side of a Mini Cooper and a PT Cruiser. No shade on anybody that drives a PT Cruiser. I know nothing about them. I just know that PT Cruiser looked like the shape of a British cab from Sherlock to me. That's good. People are going to be really happy to hear you say that. Because people make fun of them a lot. But I, I do think they got a bad rap in this. Well, if they were proven to go 25 miles an hour and kill someone. Yeah, seriously. By, <laughs> then that's definitely a bad rap. For real. Um, Joan Rivers Fashion Police. I just It's really the hair. The hair a thousand times the hair. And you didn't. Everyone the hair. So you did not notice that the Emmy had different color scrubs on, which made me insane. What do you mean? Like a top and a bottom? Uh, they were, were varying shades of blue-green. And I thought, if you're uh, going on Dateline, just wear just wear a set. Just wear the set yeah, wear today. Set Don't wear this the switch. I know you're busy. You know, you're... Have an important job. Yes, you do. But, but just... Come on. Let's... Um, alternative theories? Do we think Cindy is possibly has been stalking AB for years and killed his and first killed two wives? killed the first two wives. Hmm. I don't know. We don't know anything about Cindy, so we can say whatever we want because Cindy did not come on Dateline. So, yes. There you go. Maybe so. Better titles? Yeah. I am the Sinister Minister. Yep. Bad hair is a sin, too. Yep. This thing stinks. Yep. OMG. Because, God, oh, oh <gasps> my God. That was good. I like I mean, that. That was really. What do you say? That was classic. Yeah. I'm writing that down. Um, and I was going to play with. Um, they called him a wolf in sheep's clothing, and mm. then I was thinking of his flock, because a pastor oh. has a flock, and I was playing with that, but then I just didn't put much effort into it. Um, things are getting hairy. Pocono Mountains. <gasps> the one with the god-awful hair. I said god-awful. That was good. Um, and then my last one was, I'm going to bring back... Are you there, God? It's me, murder. That's good. From last you week. Can. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. I had, instead of, uh, I had a killer bee. Don't worry about it. Um, then Wait, I had, I'm sorry. I don't get it. Because of A, B. I just inserted yeah. killer in between oh, like, A and B. But. A killer I bee. I don't get what, like a bee? Like a bzzz. Yeah, sure. Why not? A killer. Yep. Okay. A killer bee. I was trying to do the A, B. And then the other one I yeah, came I know, up I'm, with. Is a beautiful life, not in parentheses. That was for you. Because <laughs> it's so bad. Okay. I think I did that joke once in on the podcast you did. when I said not. And I wanted to just, I made doubly sure on Twitter, just in case you guys were, I know it was, I was being lame on purpose. I'm doing I it. don't actually say not I, as a joke. I am also doing it on purpose for you. Because I, okay, I, I want you to like You it. don't actually think not is a clever no. comeback. So then okay, I good. have um, dearly beloved, dear spelled D. Ooh, I like. E -E. Uh -huh. Even though it's a pun, I like. I thought you might. Okay, then I have pulpit and the pendulum. You're welcome. <gasps> oh. Then I have mm -hmm. methodist of murder instead of method of murder. <gasps> mm -hmm. And then I That's have. That's really good. And then I have Dennis take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> can I, I also can I also just run through really quick that we had parsonage, par parishioner, pulpit, parish, Poconos, a preacher in Pennsylvania. 
There was wow, a lot of alliteration up in in this episode. I noticed it from the very beginning. I was like, why do we keep doing this? There's got to be other A B C P. We didn't have. There we go. A B C U P. I'm sorry. Like, did you just make a a peeing joke? <laughs> yep. So is that what happened? Yep. That's right now. Uh, that's what he does in prison. A B C U P. <laughs> oh my god. Do you think he does that? Do you think he does it? Yeah, like, in unless the he's in solitary. Because he's. Do you think he got put in solitary for that joke? They were like, sir, solitary we have to remove people. you from <laughs> Gen Pop. Gen- they call it general population. From Gen Pop I think. because of your yeah. horrible jokes. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. Oh he's old gosh. now. He's like almost seventy. So he has to pee a lot. Yeah. His so po- his um prostate another pee. Oh prostate. I'm writing that down just in case for later. <laughs> just for later. What a Twitter. What, what, what did Twitter have? Okay, so Echo Venture is the one who nailed it for me, really, because she did two tweets about the hair, and it like was like thank God because I could not place all this hair situation got it so for the sun she wrote oh nate no i can't even lloyd christmas called and wants his hair piece back i have to admit i did not know who lloyd christmas was but then i I googled it and it was dumb and dumber and that's the hair that is the hair that i couldn't place Mm. and i was so grateful and then the daughter ab's daughter looks like a very tired elizabeth shoe circa 1990 Hashtag babysitting took a toll. Oh, interesting. From Adventures in Babysitting. You know, that, I, Could you see that? Yeah, I did because I liked that hair. So that explains why I sort of... I Kind of like it? I don't like it, but yet I really want it. Yeah. I see. Okay. That, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I just... I did want to say really quick about Twitter that we were at we're at 997 followers. I know we're going to get to our thousands while I'm sleeping and I'm not going to know who it is. But if you point out who you are, I will say your name on the air and it'll be very exciting. Thank you, guys. I really want that thousandth person. Yeah. Um, Can we just talk really quick about K&K's mailbox? There's been some stuff going on. Your ice fetish has almost drawn a rift between... Cindy Boxer and Sean G, <gasps> who are arguing over what kind of ice is better. What? I'm oh, sorry. Who's saying that crushed ice is not the best ice? Cindy. Cindy. No, I know. And Cindy's our girl. She's with us on everything. So what's happening? So, well, he tweeted a picture for you of the ice and said, hashtag ice friends. Cindy Boxer says, you two crushed ice psychos deserve each other. Hashtag cubes all day. And Is she just being Sean ornery? G, is she being ornery? I think so. Okay. Then Sean G said, cubes are sick boulders that crash into your lips over and over. These sweet little puppies I got at Chick-fil-A, they can be enjoyed crushed or not. Hashtag stadium iced. And then, I know. And then she said, those tiny crushed ices slide right into your mouth and dare to choke you. Sean G also said, I'm a little concerned for Katie's health. Sometimes if you're chewing ice, it means you need to take an iron. (laughs) I do. I take an iron supplement. Thank you very much. I'm working okay, on it, and Shandy. then um, Michelle on Twitter said that you need to go to Olive Garden and try their breadsticks with Alfredo dipping sauce. I didn't know they oh, had dipping in, sauce for their that. breadsticks. Thank you for that. That's a, that is a good tip. That is a Hashtag nugget of gold. Yeah. Life hacks. I didn't know. Um, and then Melissa got her husband to play bingo, and there's a photo she took of him, and he's super into it, and it made me laugh. Did he win? And then a, 
I don't know. Then we have a correction to make from last week. Okay. So remember last week when you thought that Michael Jackson named his son Prince after Prince the musician? Did he? And I said, no, that absolutely isn't surely right. Surely not. Yeah, that's what you said. I believe um, it was surely at, not, Katie. At Holland Lee on Instagram and Time Bandit on Twitter both pointed out that Michael Jackson was known, duh, as the king of pop. So his son would be Prince. Why couldn't we get so there? So bless me. I think if we had had more time, we would have got... I feel like it's one of those things I must have known at the time when he was born, but I just moved on and made room in my brain for other things. Like, I feel like we must both have known that that was common knowledge at some point. And then we both let it go. And somehow you replaced it with Prince, the artist formerly known as, but I replaced it with nothing. Just air. Just King of the Hill episodes. Just and Einstein's then, riddle. Yeah, there you go. And we I feel like both of us, if we had chatted it out a little longer, we would have remembered deep buried suppressed memories of the common knowledge. Because I'm sure when they announced the name at the time, people made that connection. Yeah. Probably even on the news. They were like, Michael Jackson would has another we, baby. Would we have made, the, King of would Pop, we have made that connection at the time if it had not been announced that way? No, probably not. I don't know. I'm, I like to think I would. I'm, dis- to be I'm honest, disappointed in both of us. It's fine. I understand. And we are going to find the episode where I knew that Rhode Island was the smallest state. We won't. And I'm going to vindicate myself on that one. If someone Anyone will just out find there, us find that episode. what episode, please, please. <sighs> And I think that's really all we have to say. But follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Talk to Katie on Facebook. And please subscribe and like and review and all that stuff on iTunes. Because that's and, – and steal your spouse's phones and do the same thing. Or tell a friend. You'll never know. Tell-, tell a friend. Tell as many friends as you can and your coworkers. You can make a donation at – PayPal.me forward slash date with date. There we go. That's it. That's the one. And don't watch alone. I'm going to say watch with Samantha and tell her that I love her, but ask her to speak up a little bit. <laughs> also, if anybody knows what ASMR is, she would be the most amazing ASMR host in the world. She has. Why is that cat going bonkers? Don't watch alone. Do you like Samantha too, Watch Kitty? with Bruce. Bruce, are you having. Bruce, do you like Samantha or are you more of a fan of Cindy, the mom? I'll go ahead and put up a picture of bruce this week because he participated in this episode so i want to know what bruce thinks about the daughter's hair griff is actually um snoring as we speak (laughs) so you might i don't mean to interrupt you but i just wanted to point that out in case you've heard it he's he's snoring yeah it's an animal farm up in here old man yeah (laughs) don't watch alone watch with your favorite pet bye everybody. bye everybody